KYW Original Podcasts. This is KYW In-Depth. My name is Matt Leon. Kids are going back to school, but for most, that means at least some virtual or at-home learning here as this pandemic continues. And if a young child is learning from home, that means a parent or somebody has to be home to help them. In some cases, that's not a big deal. Maybe a parent's already staying at home or a family has the means and flexibility to handle the situation. But in a lot of families, this puts a tremendous strain on things. Maybe someone has to quit job, and in many cases that means the mother is dropping out of the workforce. This has a lot of ramifications. We wanted to talk all about this with Dr. Karen Aronian. She is an education and parenting expert. Interesting conversation. Give a listen. So what do we know as far as the impact on the workforce here as parents juggle kids learning from home in the midst of this pandemic, at least part-time, if not full-time, for the foreseeable future? Have we started to get data? Well, there is a recent report right out of Harvard right now indicating that our top four districts have a 50% financial downturn in this research, which obviously is going to impact our most vulnerable populations. And they are reporting, obviously, that they are in a dire condition. So that is spilling over, of course, into all facets of the home and workforce and people's well-being. Child care was very expensive prior to the pandemic. It's still very expensive, but we have the added bonus now that it's harder to find because places have closed and, and stuff like that. I feel like this is one of the biggest ramifications of this pandemic that absolutely no one in power is talking about. So true. We are in a absolute cliff dive with our ability to support our number one essential workers, as well as I would say, you know, here again, our other set of essential workers at this moment are teachers. How can they pivot at home and pivot to meet their job demands, expectations? If we don't have childcare for them, how are they expected to spend the day with children in distance learning, be in person, distance learning, or hybrid? And as we all know, that demand is quicksand shifting daily. So we do, and we have gone out of our way to find childcare to some extent, for essential workers. So if we expect the teachers to show up, who are parents too, how do we not provide them with this essential childcare? And is this a situation, I would imagine there are a lot of people that have to drop out of the workforce because they can't find childcare. And is it safe to say that this is affecting women a lot more than men? Right. Women are the majority of our childcare Uh, providers and responsibility falls on them. It has been reported. And therein, we are looking at their struggle to hold on to jobs where we've seen a tremendous decline. Uh, It was off in extreme numbers 
And we know that there's just been a small rebound. However, women are still caught in this push and pull between their number one responsibility if they're parents, their own children, and the children they care for if they're teachers or if they are any type of worker within our economy who's looking to show up and retain their position, of course, and be a breadwinner for their families at this time. What are your concerns? I think there's the concern in the moment of, of women women dropping out of the workforce out of necessity to take care of their kids. But the ripple effects of this going forward, women have fought so hard for equity in the workplace. Are you concerned that because of this, we're going to see progress lost because they have to make the choice of, of staying home? Yes. I, it's been, again, widely written about and spoken about, and the statistics are in, that we're in a nosedive with regard to gender and racial inequity, wherein we see the you know, moms coming out of the workforce. And there is already data pointing to the fact that they are not going to be able to rebound back into those positions. When you're looking at data from depressions and situations that were happening throughout our country and the world in the past, it almost points from what you see to a three to four year rebound. And that's a great deal of time. Uh, That type of stretch can affect people's ability to ever get back in again. And of course, we're looking at prime time if they're parents, if they do have children at home where the decision is a decision that no one wants to be faced with. And what kind of, aside from the the gender equity, from the pure economics, losing this many people out of the workforce, it's just got to be a drag on national economies, local economies, I mean, across the board. If you're going to talk about recovery out of the pandemic, it's going to be really hard with these types of people, with this number of people having not being able to work. Yes. And then you factor in for people who are going above and beyond right now, for people who are looking to show up, there is an immense immense strain that really is incalculable. When you think about it, their performance that they must step up to if they're in the workforce if they're, you know, scaled up like teachers had to into brand new domains virtually into completely different ways of instructing. And the ripple effect that happens when people are pushed beyond their limits without sleep, without their daily connectivity that they once had with friends, family, and in their work environments, the reality of having children at home needing to negotiate how they're working in the home outside of the home on barely you know any without any childcare perhaps that is constant and dependable and furthermore the toll that it takes on the relationships right between whether it's family that is in-house and uh, 
again, we're looking at um, multiple levels of stressors that we will unfortunately be living with going forward for some time. How do we start to, I don't want to say fix it because it's not just something as simple as flip a switch. How do we start to address this to help point it in the right direction and and give people the help they need, try to help people stay in the workforce, but also make sure kids are are getting what they need. What What are some ways you would like to see to start have this be addressed? The idea that cross-system collaboration, funding, childcare subsidies, all of these ideas are in circulation. And there are some bright spots where we see locally innovation at hand. People are opening up what once was the defunct elementary school, staffing it, and allowing uh, parents to bring their children there for the time frame of a regular school day and have the children watched over while they do their virtual classes and they're with peers and they're out of the house and parents have a time frame in which to work and in which to uh, get the home life uh, underway. So whether it's shopping for food or keeping everything organized and also taking care of the little ones who may not yet be in school. Would it be easier if this was something the federal government made a priority or is this something that has to be addressed more locally because you know communities have a better feel for what they're dealing with and what they're constituents for lack of a better term need or would it be easier if the the federal government made a big push to to make things available and to provide guidance i think you can always have guidance from federal state and local levels there's never going to be any harm in people round tabling and coming up with better plans and having all stakeholders at the table that's always going to be what people really want. They, they want to be accounted for. They want to be listened to. And ultimately, uh, that creates you know, skin in the game and accountability, buy-in. However, it's a local issue in that all of our school systems and districts are functioning in a different vein based on our virus statistics locally. And therein, we do have obviously some state guidance there, right? And CDC and beyond. But our numbers and how schools are answering to schooling right now is a local issue. And in the same, in the same respect, if we can embrace it locally, we can act. I really am behind asking of the community, what can we do together to help people now. So many people are so generous and want to be of, of help and assistance. So to say, where could we create a childcare? Who could we have in community that has certification right now or, or is retired or could be a mentor? Who has these skills and how can we come together and make our system function locally, model this, 
but we are all, you know, different states, rural, suburban, urban. However, we have connectivity and we have we have skills within community that we need to harness and we need to reach out and call upon now. How unprecedented is this? Is there anything in history that we can take pages from in your that you can think of that to apply to this current situation, or are we really kind of writing this book as we're going along here? I think we all know of disasters that have mirrored situation the situation we're in in different ways, whether it was a natural disaster, whether it was war uh, that we brought upon ourselves throughout history and humanity, whether we have been faced with issues in the past, uh, we've always been able to surmount and hurdle. Again, it calls upon us to rethink how we can again get beyond this. And we do, and we will, and we have. There's something happening that's new and it's a silver lining every day. We have situations in our past history and within humanity that have called upon our reserves. So I believe that, you know, we'll go forward and we're gonna go forward with a better idea of how to do it better. That's it for this episode of KYW In-Depth. You can listen and subscribe to the podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.